This is the EVP Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the EVP Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Beaker. And I'm Ghosty. And I'm DVO. And we have more shows for you today. That's right. <laughs> yes. Lots more shows. Lots more shows. Today. All us, today. about my shows. A show. <laughs> we have a show. Um, today, we're talking about the Bermuda Triangle and missing ships. No, that was last week. Um, let's today, do it again. Let's do it again. There's actually more ships. We, just, we can get to all of them. Yeah, and I maybe did research on the second ship and totally didn't skip over anything at all. <laughs> Great so, reading, B. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> terrible. I uh, know this week we're going to be talking about some haunted slash cursed objects. Spooky. Spooky, spooky. So we each have one that we're going to talk about, and we're going to go ahead, jump right in. Okay. We're going to let uh, Devio go first. All right. This is... The EVP podcast. <laughs> the EVP podcast. And I'm Devio. <laughs> when it comes to the EVP, I put the P in the V. All right. E. <laughs> All right. I'm going to be talking about Valentino's Cursed Ring. Spooky, right? I'm yeah. already scared. Right? Yeah. Valentino so, sounds like Italian. He is Italian. I, Italian. It's Rudolph Valentino, also known as the Latin Lover. So he was born in Italy and became famous here in the early 1900s in the silent film business. You might remember him from such films as The Force Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Nope. The Sheik. Never seen it. The Son of the Sheik. Didn't see that. Blood and Sand. Mm-mm. The Eagle. Mm-hmm. Oh. This reminds me of these the are movies. hits. These are Hi, all bangers. I'm Troy McClure. That's you might that, remember me some That's the fact. That's what I was going with. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, everyone knows Rudolph Valentino, right? Oh, yeah. Great, yeah, great yeah, silent no, film go, actor. We yes. go way back. I've seen all those films. So, apparently, he was so good looking. And he's a huge fan of the EVC podcast. Yeah, big, huge fan. That's why I picked him. <laughs> um, so, story of the ring. So, I, you know, I'm not really going to go talk about Seven days. Rudolph, but... Uh, I haven't seen that movie forever. Different ring. I kind of get the reference, but I've forgotten the reference. (laughs) Different ring. Uh, Yes, different ring. Seven days. So, Valentino was in San Francisco doing a little bit of shopping. Actually, I don't know what he was doing there. He was on Rodeo Drive? No. That's not in San Francisco. That's, you're thinking Hollywood. That's Hollywood. Beverly Hills. (laughs) So Close enough. He was in a shop, and he found this ring that he really liked. It was a silver ring with a semi-precious stone in it. And the shopkeeper didn't even want to sell him the ring. In fact, he said it's called the Destiny Ring, and it's cursed. Dun, dun, dun. And he didn't want to sell it, but then when the money talks, he bought it. He's like, oh, but it's the Latin lover Valentino. Okay, anything for you, Valentino. I guess I guess Rudolph Valentino is still very famous. People still go to his gravesite in in Hollywood and still like bring on Valentine's Day, bring flowers and roses and cards and all that all sorts of to his to his uh, gravestone today. This still happens. I guess he was he was a big deal, <laughs> and that's why he's a big fan of the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. The shopkeeper did not want to sell Valentino this ring. He's like, I ain't having that. Do you know who I am? I'm a big deal. I'm Valentino. I'm, I'm the Latin lover actor. I'm getting this ring. Pretty sure there was a don't you know who I am in he, there That's somewhere. exactly what happened. I'm sure. I was there. <laughs> so he got the ring. Well, uh, Valentino's career, it, um, you know, the, the famous movie, The Son of the Sheik, 
one that I loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah two um, of my favorites. My, yeah, Di- didn't do so good. And soon after, he was having some complications, and he had a surgery. And during this time, the doctors kind of knew he's not going to make it. But also during this time, they didn't really tell the patients that. They were like, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, we'll, see, we'll, we'll get you out of here as soon as we can. Knowing full well, he's not going to make it the night. That's kind of like when I was growing up and someone wanted me to do something. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I'll be there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he died. Oh, wearing no. this ring. All right. Now, we're not saying the ring killed him. But we're saying the ring killed him. But the ring killed him. <laughs> the ring definitely killed him. <laughs> or, or, or aliens. Um. <laughs> so he was wearing the ring. His, some of his movies were flopping. He died at age 31. Well, the ring was given to his lover, Pola N- uh, Negri. And soon after she started wearing the ring, her acting career also started suffering, and she became very sick. Well, she didn't want to wear the ring anymore, so she gave it to a singer named Russ Colombo. Um, apparently, Pola thought Russ Colombo looked similar to Valentino and said, Hey, you know what? You take his ring. Well, shortly after he got the ring, he died in a shooting accident. So I don't know what a shooting accident really meant. I don't know if he was messing around with a gun, somebody dropped a gun, someone accidentally shot him. I don't know what exactly what happened. I but think he, died. he was making a movie with Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> so Columbo passed away shortly after he received the ring. Well, after he passed away, it was given to Columbo's good friend, Joe Casino. I like that name, Joe Casino. It's like, I don't think that's his like, birthday. That's his gambling name. Yeah, that's like what yeah. he's known by. Oh, here comes good old Joe. Joe, Joe Casino. He's related to Joe Exotic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Casino didn't wear it. He had it in a display at home. And one day he decided, after having it for a little bit, said, I'm going to start wearing this ring. It's a nice ring. Oh, like a week after he started wearing it, that's not, we're not too soon after, he was killed um, by a truck. He was hit and killed by a truck soon after he started wearing the ring. And so Casino's brother, he locked it up. He's like, all right, no one needs to wear this ring. This is, this is crazy. So Casino's brother locked it up. Well, a gentleman kind of heard. There was a little rumor going on about this ring being cursed, the destiny ring being cursed. And a gentleman named James Willis decided, I'm going to go steal it. From Mr. Casino. So he broke in, triggered the alarm, police came, shot Mr. Willis, searched his pockets, and found the ring in his pockets. And again, people were like, all right, we're not going to carry this ring. So it was kind of locked up in, in uh, I believe it was in a LA bank. Or it was locked up somewhere. And director Edward Small was making a movie about Valentino. And he wanted this ring because the rumor had been going around about this ring. Um, Mr. Small did get the ring. He hired actor Jack Dunn to portray Valentino in the film. Um, he got a hold of the ring. Uh, Mr. Dunn was wearing the actual ring for the movie. Two weeks later, he died of a blood disease. Mr. Dunn. Currently, the ring is in an L.A. bank vault. It has survived numerous robbery attempts in this bank and a fire. And no one really knows where the ring came from, and there's still rumor that there this ring has has been stolen. So there not hasn't been confirmed whether this ring is still locked up 
or if it has been stolen because there's been many attempts at it. Uh, but no one knows where the ring came from. Uh, there is rumor that Valentino's spirit still searches for the ring to destroy it. Sounds like a movie, right? That's the new movie. Let's get a Stephen King on the line. Stephen King here. Get some, we got we got another movie pitch. We got to get a cocaine first, then the pitch. <laughs> yeah, cocaine first, then the movie pitch. Um, so so Valentino's spirit is looking for the ring to destroy it. Uh, actually, people have reported seeing Valentino's spirit near the near his crypt at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Um, also, Valentino's dog named Kabar is also said to haunt the L.A. Pet Cemetery. Oh, I've heard bad things about those pet cemeteries. Stephen King taught me all about it. Yes. Yeah. Good friend of ours. Stephen King. Stephen King. Great, big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Big fan of cocaine. I mean, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So that is the story of Valentino's Cursed Ring, also known as the Destiny Ring. Hmm. Pretty coincidental, you think? Or is it cursed? So if you feel like robbing a bank in L.A., um, get the ring. Show it to us. We don't see it. Somebody might have got it. That's possible. Well, you never know until you try to rob the bank. Yeah. Try to rob the bank. I don't, uh, curses are a real thing. I've dealt with curses in the past, but it, I don't know. It, you, okay. So let's play with the possibility. Very coincidental. It's very coincidental that everyone that's had it has either been sick or died <laughs> since since Valentino. Well, who knows where he got it from, right? Maybe the person that he got it he from got it died. From the store. Well, maybe so, the, the store got you it. have to wear it in order to die. Yes. I think so. But yeah. the, the ex didn't die, did she? No, she just got really she sick. She got sick until she and, gave the ring away. And her career suffered. <laughs> her career died. Her career died, yes. <laughs> it was her career that died. Um, so all the people that happen to have the same ring size? Like, I don't understand. That all I mean, you, you got can resize fingers. it. I mean, you got you 10 can fingers. resize things. What? You can I have 10 something. fingers? You don't? No. You what got happened? eight fingers and yeah. two thumbs. Two thumbs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, <you can>. <laughs> <laughs> Or 10 fingers. Um, <laughs> So I don't you know. know do I, I don't wear rings. Do I? Nope. I don't. I don't know why I asked you that. I can see. I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do am you? I wearing rings? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? What's that pinky toe ring you're wearing over there? <laughs> that ankle anklet you're wearing? <laughs> you gave that to me. <laughs> it was for Valentine's. I know. <laughs> um, so, do you think it's it's a possibility <laughs> for someone to curse an object, and then that curse sticks with the object, and it curses the people that wear the ring? It's possible. It's possible. Is it likely? I mean, the object that I'm question. going to be talking about has a similar curse. So. Ah, interesting. Mine also has a weird curse as of the so sort. picked cursed objects. Awesome. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think it's interesting that everyone that's had it has been either sick or died. I mean, well, since Valentino, I should say. Maybe we can talk about all our items and then we'll discuss. Okay. All right. Because it seems like curses. we all have yes, we all cursed, cursed items. Things. That's true. Our mine is the cursed amethyst. I, I have amethyst in my car. This is, it this is uh, also I hope it's not. called the Delhi Purple Sapphire. The what? Purple? The Delhi. Like delicatessen? No, like, no, New, like Delhi. New Delhi. Okay. <laughs> Delhi Purple Sapphire. Um, so this was Jewish. stolen from India during the rebellion of 1857. This is its first origins that it's known of. So I couldn't find anything of where it actually came from or, or anything besides that it was stolen during the rebellion of 1857 by a Bengal Calvary 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 man Colonel W. Um, So he ended up stealing it thinking it was this uh, Delhi purple sapphire. I think that's what he was calling it. And come to find out it was actually amethyst. But um, 
it now sits in the vault of the Natural History Museum in London, where they weren't even able to obtain it until three years after the last owner died. So what happened with this is this uh, cavalryman, uh, W. Ferris, he ended up stealing it from the Temple of Indra in Kanpur. So from the time he got it, he, he lost everything. So soon after he got it, he lost everything he owned and his health deteriorated. Well, he ended up giving it to a friend, and this friend ends up committing suicide soon after getting it. And in his will, he wills it back to the colonel. So the colonel now has this again. Um, <laughs> then in 1890, somehow it ends up in the hands of Edward Heron Allen, um, who is this ambitious dude, um, got a lot going on. Uh, he, he's wrote books on violin making and palmistry and translations of Arabic literature. So, I mean, this is a well-rounded guy here. He's got a lot going on. Yes. Well, soon after he gets the stone, he ends up going through a series of disasters. Uh, they don't name off the disasters he's going through. Just, I'm guessing he went through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up giving it to a friend. This friend is a singer. And as you can guess, what happens to the singer friend? She loses her voice soon after getting the ring. Um, when she loses her voice, it was said that her voice was dead and gone. Oh, no. No, and then she never sang again. Because she died. I don't know. No, she didn't know. die. Her <laughs> voice died. But uh, She's dead now. She ends up giving it back to him. <laughs> he, he gets the ring. He gets the stone back. And he's like, okay, you know what? F this stone. Throws it into a canal, the Regent's Canal. Three months later, somebody comes to give him the stone back. What? Yeah, they were a dredger was dredging the canal, found the stone, gives it to his uh bro the owner or whatever. The owner f somehow finds that it belongs belonged to him. Oh, brings it back to him. After hey, you found he found this. Looks like you lost this. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you lost this. I heard about you in the stone. Here it is. So he ends up getting it back. So after he gets it back, he declares that it's cursed and stained with blood, and his idea to to get rid of it was to lock it away into seven different boxes and then into the vault of a, of a bank, not to be opened again until three years after he's dead. Hmm. So three years after he dies, uh, his daughter then donates it to the Natural uh, History Museum of London. And in that, he, uh, when he, he said whoever was to open this has to read this out loud uh, before obtaining the, the stone. Um, let me find it. Where the hell did it go? <laughs> Let's see. Okay. It says, Whoever shall then open it shall first read this, read out this warning, and then do as he pleases with the jewel. My advice to him or her is to cast it into the sea. Why? Just get returned anyway. Right? <laughs> I don't know. If you drop it in the middle of like the Atlantic Ocean, I don't know if it's going to find its way back. It'll find its way. It's cursed. I it's cursed. It. Obviously, it Maybe. will. The sea bears will end up taking it <laughs> and bring it back. The sea bears <laughs> in the middle of the Bermuda uh, <laughs> Triangle. It's exactly where they're at, too. <laughs> but, yeah, so the same thing. Uh, not killing as many people. Uh, suicided himself, but... <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was the... Uh, the old cursed amethyst okay. that now sits in the uh, Natural History Museum in London. Interesting. Let's take it and throw it in the ocean and see if it returns to the museum. <laughs> oh, it will. Okay. 
Now on to you. I don't have a piece of jewelry or a, a crystal to talk about. Mine's a doll. All right. Yeah. It's called Robert the Doll. Robert. Heard of him? Robert the Doll. He's kind of famous. Yes. Um, he's been on TV. He's been, yeah. Hmm. On Ghost Adventures, actually. So. They have they have a replica of him at the uh, Haunted yeah, Museum. I remember. When I saw this thing. I didn't see it at the museum. It was, it was at the, the end, store. right before the gift shop. Oh, yes. As yes, you're yes, walking through okay. the little windy passage. I do passage. remember seeing it now. So when I first saw that, I asked the lady at the gift shop, I'm like, is that like the real doll or a replica and she's like no it's just a replica but that's how big it actually is like this thing was huge yeah i've seen pictures uh you know when i first saw pictures of this doll i thought it was kind of a smaller doll but it's actually like four feet tall mm-hmm. um so this this doll was actually given to a man named robert eugene otto um in 1904 when he was only four years old um he lived in key west florida with his parents um thomas and minnie i believe um and um, when he got the doll, there's there's actually a couple of different stories of how he got the doll. Uh, one of the rumors was that there was um, a female servant that was possibly a maid or a nanny that uh, was kind of into like voodoo or black magic. Um, and she was from Haiti, apparently. Mm. And uh, <coughs> sometimes in the backyard, she would like do these, these like black magic or voodoo rituals. And sometimes she'd do it in front of the, the auto children. And I guess one day, uh, Minnie happened to walk into the backyard, the the mother, and saw the the nanny doing these rituals, <laughs> and kind of like freaked out and uh, fired her right there on the spot. And, go on, get. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> go on, get. So apparently, a couple of days later, the nanny showed back up to apologize to the family for doing these things, and gave uh, Robert the doll to. Robert, um, as as kind of like a, an apology gift. Okay. Um, I guess the 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 story goes that the family allowed him to keep the doll, but told the nanny she wasn't allowed back. All right. So that's one of the stories. The more likely story is that um, this doll was actually made by the oh the Steiff company in Germany, and it was purchased by his grandfather. And then, uh, I guess the grandfather actually passed away before his fourth birthday. It was purchased in like 1890 something. Um, he'd given it to his mom then, uh, you know, uh, Robert's mom gave it to him for his fourth birthday. So shortly after he received the doll, um, he told his parents that the doll was demanding to be called Robert and he didn't want to share his name. Uh, so actual Robert, Robert, uh, Eugene, uh, told his parents that he wanted to go by Eugene, and then they just shortened it to Gene, and that's what he was known for, or known as for the rest of his life. Was and the doll stole his name. The doll stole his name. Hmm. Um, the doll's like, I want to be Robert, and so, and I don't want to share the name Robert. So he, the kid, changed his Listen, name. Kid, to, I'm Robert. I got it, Gene. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, Eugene, so he, you got it, Eugene. <laughs> yep. He's like, I'm going by my middle name, Eugene. I'm Gene now. So. Um, his uh, his, the, he quickly formed like this really strong bond, this connection with the doll, and so Gene formed a connection with Robert, and his parents kind of thought it was endearing, and they let him take the doll everywhere he went. They even gave him a spot at the dinner table. Oh boy! And they let him share his clothes with the doll. So if you've seen pictures of the doll, um, you see him in like a little sailor suit. Yes, that most likely belonged to Gene. 
When he was a sailor. When he was when a sailor. <laughs> as a young lad. As a four-year-old sailor. Um, a little bit later on, things started to get really weird uh, at the house. Uh, there was one night where... The, All right, real quick. It's already sounding weird what this family's doing, just yeah. to start off with. So things are starting to sound weird. Yeah. This family's already being weird. <laughs> so things get even more weird? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it kind of starts with... Um, they would hear Gene in his room talking to himself, and then they would hear a second voice hmm. kind of talk back to him, and it was a, kind of like a deep, like a uh, guttural voice. Um, like Golem. Like a sinister <laughs> voice, yes, it was Golem. My precious. Um, and when they asked who he was talking to, he was like, oh, I was talking to Robert, and that's who's talking back. Um, visitors of the house and Gene's parents, they claimed to see Robert's face uh, changing expressions. Hmm. Uh, they also said that he had shifted positions when people weren't looking. Um, Gene's parents actually woke up one night to Gene screaming. Uh, when they rushed to his room to find him, they, they found him sitting up in his bed shaking. Uh, every piece of furniture in the room was turned upside down, and Robert was sitting on the end of the bed. Hmm. And when they asked him what happened, Gene huh. said, Robert did it. Okay. After that incident, like anything bad that happened in the house, whether it was like broken glass or his toys would go missing, everything was Robert's fault. It was never his fault. It was always Robert's fault. Um, at one point, they found one of Gene's favorite toys that was like kind of torn apart and ripped to shreds. And they got mad at him. And Gene basically acted innocent, felt sad, I guess, and said, you know, he liked the doll. It was actually Robert that didn't like it, and Robert's the one that did it. Um, so his parents didn't really believe any of the things that uh, he was telling them, but they were kind of like unnerved or unsettled and bothered a little bit by the stories from Rob, or from Gene and from some of the servants who claimed that they heard uh, laughing and small footsteps in the house when there was nobody home. Um, people kind of speculated that Gene became so attached to Robert because his older siblings wouldn't let him play with him and it, Robert was kind of like his only friend at the time. Um, it goes on, it just kind of all those weird things kept happening until uh, Gene got a little bit older and he moved to Paris to study painting. And that's when uh, Gene's parents locked Robert away in the attic. And that's where, that's where he stayed until about 1930 after both of Gene's parents had passed away. And he moved back into their house there in Key West, Florida uh, with his wife, Annette. Shortly after moving back in the house, Gene went and found Robert in the attic and put him in their old bedroom, which was a second-story bedroom in the turret that was on the front of the house. Um, he went as far as making furniture, like a table and a rocking chair for Robert. He set him up in the the window so he could watch passers-by as they, they walked past the house. Um, it got to the point where like kids on their way to school would find a different route because they would see Robert uh, moving around from like one window to the next. As they were walking by, um, Gene again started taking the doll, started taking Robert everywhere with him, and even talked about him in the first person and acted like Robert was a real person. Um, yes, Robert, uh, Gene and Annette never had any children of their own, so it's possible that Gene was kind of treating Robert like his own child. Um, now, Annette never saw or heard anything from the doll. She never saw it move. She never saw any of the stuff that other people said they saw. But 
I guess Gene started kind of going back to his old childhood habits. Uh, Annette went as far as to tell neighbors that anytime Gene did something mean or disrespectful, he would he'd claim that he was innocent and that it was Robert's fault, that Robert did it. Um, this lasted for like 40-something years until Gene passed away in the house in 1974, and they say that he passed away with the doll by his side. Um, Annette really didn't like the doll at all this whole time. She just kind of... I guess the, there was times where she would make Gene lock him back up in the attic, and they would find Robert back downstairs in that in that second story floor in that room in that bedroom. So they used to think it was nice, sweet, and endearing. Then they think this kid's creeping us out. Yeah. So his parents thought it was endearing, and then they're like, "This is not normal." So <laughs> we lock him away, and then when he gets older, after his parents die, he starts doing the same well, shit. I'm wondering. Again. Okay, when he moved out to Paris, was the doll doing anything while he was gone? You know, I haven't found anything that said it did. I don't. Uh, I find it hard to believe that this doll has anything going on with it, other than this dude was kind of a weirdo, and he was probably just like putting things, doing things weird, blaming the doll, and then uh, <clears throat> when he moves out, all of a sudden nothing happens. There's nothing documented. He, you know what I mean? That's that's what happened with his family. So, like I said, his wife never saw anything either. See, it was yeah. It was mainly, apparently, servants and him that saw things that were going on. But after he died, his wife didn't like the doll so much, she, she locked Robert up in a trunk and put him back in the attic, and then shortly after sold the house to Myrtle, Rut- uh, Myrtle Rutler. Um, Myrtle lived in the house for, like, 20 years, and she says after, or she said that after she moved in, um, she heard laughing and footsteps upstairs in the attic. Well, that's Jean's ghost. <laughs> well, that's one of the theories. But I guess, um, so she went up to investigate, found the doll, brought him down in the main house to hoping it would kind of make the activity stop. But she said that... Um, no, Jean's ghost wants to play with the doll. So he's right. <laughs> uh, she said that uh, passersby walking past the house, they said the same thing. They said they saw the doll... Moving around the house from window to window, um, apparently any time that she or her visitors talked uh, badly about Jean, that she would see the facial expression start to kind of grin on the doll. Um, and, and she kind of dealt with all this. Uh, she would find him in different positions or places uh, that she didn't leave him in. The, the whole time she was in this, this Key West house. Um, it was 20 years later, in 1994, she moved into a different house there in Key West, and she took Robert with her for some reason. And shortly after moving in that house, there was one morning she got up to get ready for the day and got trapped in her bedroom. Like, she knew the door wasn't locked or anything like that, but she couldn't open the door. And so she immediately blamed it on Robert. And the next day, she took him and donated him to the Key West Art and Historical Society, who was more than happy to take this doll that was close to 100 years old, you know, because it's a historical mm-hmm. artifact. Right. Um, they kept him at the Fort East Martello Museum, which is actually where he's still at today. And when they first got him, they kept him in storage until they were uh, getting his exhibit ready so they can rotate him in as one of the things that people can see. And I guess stuff started happening there at the museum. People said they saw like a white mist outside of the room that Robert was being kept in. Uh, The curator, while she was getting the exhibit ready one night, said she saw something so frightening that she ran out of the building and ran all the way home, left her bike there, locked up at the museum. Mm. Um, didn't 
bother getting all that. She didn't ever say what she saw, just something scared the crap out of her, so she left. Um, other employees said that one night when they were locking up, they were leaving, they were outside, and all of a sudden, every light in the building turned back on, which is physically impossible to do by one person. Uh, I guess there's eight different light switches that have to be flipped to turn every light back on, and they're not in the same room. So they thought that was a little weird. Um, once they finally got him in his own case on display, um, people would come in to visit Robert. Some people have claimed that they've seen like his hand move and touch the glass. Um, but most of the reports have been like when they tried to take pictures, they'd go in the room and their camera batteries would just be dead. And they weren't able to take pictures, but as soon as they leave the room, their camera was working just fine again. Um, some people say that they've taken pictures. Uh, they've come out. Every, everything that they took of Robert was blurry, but everything else in the museum was just fine. Uh, there was one person that said they took like 24 pictures and uh, of the throughout the entire museum, and when he went to look at it, every single picture was of Robert in different positions. Um, there's also been reports of like people losing their their photos when they take them, when they go to get them to develop, or when they take them with their digital cameras, the pictures are just erased off their memory cards. Um, so much stuff kept happening that the the museum actually came up with a couple rules when you go visit Robert. The first rule is is you have to be polite to him and introduce yourself to him. That's some good marketing right there. The second rule <laughs> is if you want to take a picture of him, you have to ask him for his permission. Um, most people obviously can't tell, you know, if he's saying yes or no. They just say, like, if you kind of get that bad feeling you shouldn't take a picture of him, then don't do it. And then the third rule is when you're done visiting him, you have to thank him for his time. And the reason why they have people do this is they believe that if you don't follow these rules, you could potentially be cursed and bad things will happen to you. Uh, and the, this it seems a little far-fetched. I hate rules. Except hate for uh, the fact that like around his glass case, there's just like letters upon letters from people. I guess I get like one to three letters a day of people begging for Robert's forgiveness because of stuff that's gone wrong in their life. Like yeah. one guy like went bankrupt and um, I think he got... Because of his own bad decisions. Lot, lot, <laughs> yeah, it went bankrupt. So, I think he got divorced please. or something like that. People have gotten like little in like little car accidents. Or people car have accidents, like, yeah. People have like lost their, their wallets and stuff like that. So people contribute all this misfortune happening in their lives to them not following the rules when they visited Robert. It's gone as far as like... Back in May of 2020, some blogger online said that just looking at his picture and, like, talking bad about him online would make you susceptible to the curse of Robert. Boo. Yeah. And then, so people, like, I guess it started trending, the hashtag, like, forgive me, Robert, or I'm sorry, Robert, started trending. <laughs> it, it's just... So much stuff that's happened in people's lives, apparently, that have spoken bad about Robert or taken his picture without permission, that people believe that this object is the cause of their misfortune. Well, it is rude. Yeah, it is. To, I don't like it when people take my picture without asking. Exactly. And I you ever think them, about I'm how like, many? F you guy. Do you ever think about how many pictures you are in the background of of just people's like random family you ever think of vacations? How many? How many uh, how much security footage of you oh, being tons. sad? Tons. Being sad? Of being sad? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you later. 
No, yeah, it's possible. It's funny because like I saw one time there was a uh, someone was showing they were going through like a dating app, and uh, one of the girls that they were interested in in her profile picture was another one of our coworkers in the background. <laughs> it's I've just you could you could be in the background of so many different people's like family photos, like you said. Oh yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I I would like purposely would try to get into people's pictures too. <laughs> so I hope they find me one day. one day. They will recognize me. <laughs> we'll be famous, and they'll be like, "Hey, yeah. there's that guy in the picture." I mean, oh, that's Patrick Wilson's yes. friend. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, they'll see Patrick Patrick Wilson and be like, "That's Beaker's friend." <laughs> yeah, I know that boyfriend. Guy. Boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, more like boyfriend. Yeah. Well, Robert the doll. Robert the doll. That's which just spurred a few movies. Yeah, he was. Uh, um, the I know boy. the boy. The boy. Oh, that was a creepy movie. I didn't see it. Oh, you should. Was it good? So in that one, the first one is the second one with Katie Holmes. Not so much. I didn't see. I didn't even bother with that one. I didn't even know there was a second one. I was one. bored. Uh, so in this one, it was more like same kind of concept with. Uh, they treat it like a real boy. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. And then because uh, the, their son died or something, right? yeah, yeah, and then the doll was still was still like doing things. We'll come to find out the boy wasn't even dead; he was just living in the walls. Oh, and spoiler like, alert! Yeah, he was oh just yeah, like, spoiler alert! Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, this movie's like what ten years yeah, old. <laughs> sorry to spoil if, it for you. If guys. you haven't seen it, you probably didn't want to see it. So yeah, you're not missing yeah, it. I didn't well, see what it. I thought it was interesting is like the the I'm even more it. spoilers. Um, the the parents of the doll actually went on they went on vacation, did not quote unquote, up. and they went and drowned themselves. Oh, geez. Because they were sick of this living with this doll. They were sick of the doll was controlling their lives. Well, and I think they because knew they, it was their they son. Had, like, feed it and stuff. You think so? I, I believe they knew it was their son, and they were just tired of dealing with the shit, I can't so they remember. went and killed themselves. So two, it came out in 2016, so five, six years ago. But yeah, um, similar things would happen. Like this, this uh, living nanny, she she didn't believe it at first. She wasn't taking care of the doll. She's like, whatever. And then she started seeing the doll move, and it was being in different rooms, and then she heard voices and stuff like that. And so then she started treating it like a real, a real, a boy. Hmm. Um, another movie that kind of, kind of spawned a character was Child's Play. Uh, Chucky was kind of based on this this doll as well. Loosely, loosely. <laughs> very very loosely, but that's kind of where they got the inspiration for for Chucky, the possessed doll. But All Robert right. never killed anyone. Yeah. So I picked the least violent of the. <laughs> of his cursing people into getting car accidents. Yeah. I mean, I there's a lot of car accidents every single day. <laughs> well, I'm losing your wallet. But not from curses. <laughs> I, I think it's just ridiculous that people are, are. A lot of people like to blame other things other than themselves. That's <laughs> oh. like a really big thing. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I could see how people would think that they need to ask his forgiveness. But it's really their own damn fault. <laughs> but, but there's but so the, many people believe this that like just looking at his picture will bring brat bring bad juju in your life. I mean, I do think mm, it's weird that kids it. would see the doll moving in the windows. I mean, they are kids, so it's kind of hard to tell too. Like, is that figment of their imagination? Is I mean, so everybody that's seen that episode of Ghost Adventures where the dolls in it, now everybody's gonna have to say sorry for something. Yep. No, F that. No, it's like when I see the videos on like YouTube or TikTok when people are like, I claim no negativity from this video. It's like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not live. And even on the live ones, it's like, I doubt the spirits. So people like act like Robert the Doll is like some omnipotent being that curses anyone that thinks about it. It just doesn't work that way. No. No. 
You so, think he's listening to us right now? Oh, I highly doubt it. Well, according to everybody else, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna take this this episode. As soon as we publish go, it, we're screwed. They're gonna go play we it for him, and they're in, in Florida. But I do, I do believe though you can create an energy like treating it, talking to it like it's a real boy. And I don't know how to explain it, and I don't know what it is, but I I do think you can create some type of energy with, around that doll. That it kind of gives, gives gives it its own personality, not in a sense where it's gonna you know do things, but I don't know. I can't even explain it. But I just do think you can give your you energy can put to your it. energy into it. So when you die, you're gonna haunt it. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. Well, it's it's oh so the auto house there in Key West. I guess it's now called the Artist House, and you can actually uh, it's like a bed and breakfast. You can actually book a room in that second story turret room. You can book the night there. Hmm. We should go. I mean, do you think, like, as it's an rumored example. that Robert can still, I guess, they've conducted seances and stuff there in the house, and it's rumored that Robert and Gene both haunt the house. Even though Gene's, you know, passed away, obviously passed away in the house, and Robert's in the museum, it's rumored that they're both there. There's been rumors that um, it's possibly, like, a, a young girl that's about five years old that could possibly be uh, Gene's, like, half sister. There's a rumor that his dad was sleeping with uh, this bohemian lady that whose husband worked for him. And uh, I guess when uh, Thomas passed away, she didn't get anything and was kind of pissed at the family. So they, they claim that she cast this curse on the doll to kind of bring misfortune to the family. I, I don't, don't believe I don't that either, but... That. That's, there's just so many different like, Where does this rumor come from? Like, oh, it's, it's probably so a little there's girl. Some, some guy there in Florida <laughs> yeah. named Sloan. He um, wrote a book on Robert the Doll. All you had to say was Florida, and that makes yeah, a lot of sense. It's all happened in Florida, so it's Gators did it. <laughs> it was weird before. <laughs> there's there's so many like weird rumors and stories to how this doll came about, and it's just, I don't know. I, I think I kind of agree with you. I think Gene might have just been a little touched in the head. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. that's a, and then that's with everything else goes, it's kind of like what I've been told before about the, the rubber ducky demon, where you put enough thought and energy into an object and then more and more people start believing it actually gives it some sort of That's real what I was power. talking about. Yeah. Like, you know, like, let's just, I don't know if this has happened to you guys. This has happened to me where it's like, oh, wait, I don't remember where I parked. But, like, you kind of feel where your car is. Like, you kind of have an energy. Like, if, like... Like like Ghosty, he he drives a Tesla. I'll see Tesla driving by. I don't think much about it. But then I'll be like, I think that's I think that's my brother's car, and it will be him, and I'll drive by him. And it's like because I feel the energy. Like I don't know, like I don't know how to explain it. You also and, live close to each other. What's that? You also live not not far from each other. No, he's just saying that he sees multiple cars. I see multiple cars because like, I don't think about it. But then I'm like, wait, I think that's like I think that's his, and I'll drive. I come. Mine's kind of oh. different though. Yeah, it's know, black instead of all the white ones you see well, online. Well, that's how I can differentiate <laughs> yourself, but I, I, I can feel it beforehand is what I'm saying. Like, I'd be like, I think that one might be my brother's one. Yeah, I, know I know what, what you mean. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, yeah, exactly. Because you have your energy because you're in that vehicle and you put your energy into it. I don't know how it works. I don't get it. I don't understand it, but it, it's just you can't you ignore can it. You can sniff me out. I can sniff you out a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> you can blindfold me and kind of sniff you out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's that brotherly bond that you have. Yeah. But I'll do that with, like, like I said, like, I'll just find my, my car in, in, like, a 
a place I'll go and I'm like, wait, wait, where the hell did I park? I kind of, I can kind of feel out where my car's at. Yeah, I think the kid was just. I kind of go with the uh, where it, where it said um, that his siblings wouldn't let him play with him, so he played just with he played with the doll because that was his only friend, and he put so much time and effort and energy into this thing that mm-hmm. he believed it was real. Apparently, his family did too because they set a table setting for him. Well, that's because they were just uh, letting the four year old. And be they were also little woohoo. I mean, he was four years old. Like so. if I heard. My kid talking to a doll, but then hearing voices back, you wouldn't like walk in and take a look or hey, what's going on in like here? just kind of get closer and put your ear up and kind of like hear what's being said rather than just not assuming he's not making the voices himself going, rah, 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 rah. you know what well, I mean? They yeah. do that in the nanny or in the boy too. Like she hears voices in the room when the doll's by itself. Right. But, but yeah, you think I mean, in this there's, situation, there's also a 1904 when this all started. To, oh, I'm pretty sure a lot of kids were taken from their windows in that I would definitely be all about checking in if I'm hearing voices going on. I was when I, in 1904. I was doing that. <laughs> yeah, you were snatching kids in windows in 1904. I remember. I'm like, hey, kid, your parents around? Like, yeah, but they don't care. All right, cool. Come <laughs> with me. I talk to strangers all the time. <laughs> We don't know. You're like the tenth one in my window tonight. <laughs> we don't know any better, sir. Come and get me. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I don't know this. Everything about this doll don't sound very. I don't think it's a possessed doll that that will harm you. I do think there's some energy into this doll, and I think there's the possibility. I think it's Gene. Yeah, I think there's a possibility that Gene has. Put himself, or yeah, some something. Well, attached himself to the Atta- doll. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Because spirit attachments themselves. are the thing. You can yes. spirits can be attached to people. Places and he was really things, attached so. to this. I would blue light that doll for anything. UV, UV light, blue, black light, not blue light, black light. <laughs> I was like blue light. What are you talking about? Yeah, black light. That doll. Would you, to, would you want to attach yourself to any object? If you were to die right now, is there an object that you would attach yourself no, to? No, uh-huh. not at all. No, no I just want to. No, no, I wouldn't even haunt that. No, I would. The what? Oh, you would? <laughs> <laughs> on what? The, his Tesla. Oh. <laughs> I'd make the little people finder on the screen pop up. Oh, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> That's if I died before him. I would haunt his Tesla just to scare him. <laughs> I wouldn't be scared. I'd be like, what's up, buddy? <laughs> I'll go for a ride? I'm I almost tree. called you by your legal name. <laughs> <laughs> buddy. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> but what about, so, I, I, I kind of agree with you. It's, it's probably Gene. And it's probably there's so many people who put so much time, thought, and energy into this that it's manifested something. Yeah. Um, but what about the ring? What do you think about the ring? Well, the ring and the and the amethyst. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's interesting too. Um, the ring seems more peculiar in a way because people keep dying. <laughs> right. Right. But I want to know, like, okay, how soon after? Like, they say soon after, but what's soon? Like, year, some two of them years, were, some months, were, weeks, some weeks, some weeks? weeks. Okay, that's yeah. soon. Okay. A, lot, a, lot, a lot of these were weeks. Like the car, the one the dude that got hit by a truck that was like weeks. The the actor that portrayed Valentina that was weeks. Okay, um, you know what I would do to these people that were attempting to steal it from the bank as a sentence. I'd be like, hey, you got to wear this for a yeah. month. <laughs> yeah. We got gotcha. you. So like, you're going to wear this ankle monitor. We're going to wear this ankle monitor, and you're going to wear this ring. See what happens. You want yeah. it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> See how you fare with it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how I would handle it. You have to wear it for a month. I'll be getting it back in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's very peculiar. Like, I, I don't think much about the idea of haunted objects myself. I, I just think it's a possibility. Um, a lot of coincidences, though. It makes you, it makes you wonder, you know, definitely. I mean, the, the, even with the amethyst that he threw it in the canal and then, hey, found this. <laughs> you know, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. Um, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. But You've I, never I think been on any investigations with haunted stuff, have you? I have like not. Objects. I've been on several. Um, I believe it's a thing. The one I, that I remember the most is we went to a house that um, they think that the ex-husband's like sisters had cursed the house. And what we found interesting, there was a mirror that we felt like some negative energy on. Okay. And it was like a, a backside like mirror that goes on the back of a door. Okay. And when we picked this thing up, it, it didn't feel all that heavy at all. Uh, there was two of us that were carrying it. We carried it out of the house and across the street to a church parking lot to go throw it in the dumpster. And it felt like it could have been maybe 20 pounds tops. And as we were carrying it, it just got heavier and heavier and heavier to where it felt like we were carrying like a 200-pound you know, barbell with weights on it. Hmm. And then we ended up throwing it in the dumpster and at the, the church parking lot and then left it. And apparently the family, the, the homeowner the next day, um, said a prayer, asked the curse to go back to where it came from, and, like, the dude's sister's house, like, caught on fire. Wow. Coincidence? Maybe. Yeah. But my personal experience, that mirror, I, I literally felt it getting heavier in my hands as I was trying to That's pretty it. weird. So I, I do hmm. think there's something to cursed and haunted objects, just from my personal experience. Yeah. But do I think Robert's cursed? No. Who has to, like... How do you curse an object? How, 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 what kind of degree black belt do you have to be Dude. to be able to cast curses? I, I, mean, well, I, I wonder that... if it's the same thing of you putting the energy into it. Just just a concentration of, of energy, negative energy, I guess. Well, there's I mean, that. that's probably one way, but there's also like... There's people that practice kind of the dark side of Wicca or other like witchcraft-type religions. Um, they can cast spells if you believe in that sort of thing and and put that negative energy into those objects mm-hmm. um they can what black belt are they uh, they're seventh degree <laughs> that represent one what each degree represents a layer of the uh, hell huh. seven layers oh, of hell. Yeah. Gotcha. seventh degree black <laughs> there you belt. Go. yeah you can't do it if you're six you have to get all seven <laughs> levels gotcha that's kind of where i'm at <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think it's possible um, to curse and haunt objects. Obviously, haunt objects, that's for sure. But curse objects, I think it's possible. Do I think Robert's cursed? No. No, I don't think I would so say that the ring, to me, the is more cursed sounds... than the doll. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, no one's died from the doll. It just... Why does it even have the name Destiny? I don't know. The Destiny ring? I don't know. You're going to meet your destiny. I wonder death. if this... Shop owner just made it up for that sale. Like he really sold this thing because it's, it's like, no, I don't want to sell it to you. And then he wants it more now. Like, well, what's what's it gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting enough, I'm not wearing the ring. <laughs> interesting. I've been wearing it for a week now, and we'll see. We'll see you next week. Maybe uh, will we? Yes. Um, maybe it was the shop owner's like ex girlfriend's ring, and he's just like, just hey, like, this thing's great, she, man. She gave it to him, and he didn't want it anymore. So he's like, yes, yeah, the destiny ring. Cause like, it's cursed. This thing. Yeah. The lady that gave it to me, boy, oh boy. She's something else. Yeah, she cheated. You don't want me. this ring. I wonder, if, I wonder if this ring maker had made other rings with other names. He wasn't a ring maker. Well, I mean, I mean, this one had a name. I wonder if there's other rings. Uh, yeah. 
there's yeah, the destiny there was, ring. So what if was, there's like the there was like five rings for the dwarves. Yeah, um, yeah. Seven rings for the, the elves one. and like nine for the humans. And, and then there was the, the one, one ring to, to rule them to all. Rule them all. The destiny ring. The destiny <laughs> ring. So we found the one ring. We just have to find the other rings. Oh, uh, we have to go to the realm of man. <laughs> I guess. God. Middle Earth. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> all right, guys. Ghosty, don't play that. Peace out, butterflies. It's cursed. <laughs> Who would win in a fight, Robocop or Terminator? Terminator. <laughs> I'm kind of leaning towards Robocop. Yeah. Um, okay. I guess I need to watch more Robocop. I watched both. The, I watched Robocop 1 and 2. I too. feel like I could take him out. Again. I could take Robocop They're out. both based in the future. Yeah, but Robocop, I bet like if I dump some of this coke on him, he's kind of done for. No. I think Johnny Five will take them both out. Ooh. Johnny Five. Johnny Five is alive. Los locos kick your ass. Los locos kick your face. Los locos kick your balls into outer space. <laughs> okay. Welcome to another episode of the Buco Boys Podcast. <laughs>